Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Preston Super Show. We are live. Beautiful, cold day. But it's a beautiful day. We're all here. We're gathered around waiting for football to start. Uh, first game we got on the slate here is 3.30 p.m. kickoff this afternoon. Kansas City Chiefs 11-5 versus Denver Broncos 7-9. In this game... Right now, you got the total sitting at 45. Uh, Money line, Chiefs are a minus 550 favorite. And the spread, the Chiefs are the favorite, minus 10.5. Big spread there. I can tell you right off the rip, I like the Broncos on the spread. They got some defensive players active that they need uh, to, to compete in this league, honestly. And they got Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick back. So the offense is going to be rolling a little bit better than normal. It's cold day, windy day. Chiefs defense on the road hasn't been great. So, you know, I, I gave out the player prop uh, on oddmanout.ninja. You can go check it out. It's Drew Locke over 209.5 passing yards. And he should clear that by the end of the fourth quarter, um, you know, without a hitch. And that's what we're uh, rooting for today. Now... You know, on this show, I like to give you the winner in each game. I could tell you right now, this is a game. This is Kansas City's game to lose. Like, they have every reason to come out of here, play hard, and win this game. Uh, the Broncos, they're looking to play spoiler. But don't get it twisted. They're 7-9. and nine. They've, you know, had a different captain at quarterback, you know, after Bridgewater got hurt and hasn't been able to play. Um so it's just going to be a, a weird game, I feel like, and I'm not messing around with the spread, although I like Denver on the spread, because 10.5 is just a lot um, for a Kansas City team to cover that uh, is not going to have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, so we don't know what they're going to look like running the football. Um, and they also have receivers that are dropping a lot of passes, I noticed, too. Tyreek Hill hasn't been involved as much in the offense, so you, there's a lot of value with the spread for Denver. Um, I've watched many Kansas City games this year. Um, and earlier in the year, I was a little more focused on Denver until they started falling apart. But they've kind of regrouped. And I can tell you one thing. It's a long offseason in the NFL. It's not like NBA and baseball and some of these other sports that play like 80 games. And then they get like a month or two off. And then, you know, that's not really much. Like then they're back at it in the gym, working out, doing things like that. But football. It's a long off season to think about how how you know good or bad you did that year. These these Denver players want to give their fans a gift here. They want to give them something to root for for next season. I know it's Drew Locke, a quarterback, but you got to remember he was a starter at one point on this team last year. Um, 
So he's very familiar with the offense. Him and Jerry Judy have a pretty good connection. So uh, Kansas City is my pick to win. Denver covers the spread. Uh, the total I avoid. Um, and that's really not what this particular show is about. We're really attacking the money line and attacking the spread. Um, so now we're looking at the next game. Uh, it's also today, late night game, 7.15 p.m. kickoff. Dallas Cowboys 11-5 versus the Philadelphia Eagles 9-7. Now, you're probably asking yourself, why do the Cowboys even care about this game? And the Eagles are the hungrier team. Um, the Cowboys cannot get the number one seed. The Packers have already locked it up. So at this point, they're just playing for respect. Um, the total set at 44 and a half money line minus 200 for Dallas. And on the spread, Dallas is favored at minus four. I don't know if four points is enough, but I, I would just caution you that if you're willing to take plus four on the Eagles, just go ahead and hit that money line one time for me. Just go ahead and take the Eagles on the money line. They're at home. They're not that good at home though. I think people get a little bit confused. They're three and four at home. Why I like the under, honestly, is because it's going to be bitter cold. It's going to be like 20 degrees. Guys are going to be getting hit and they're going to be hurting. You know, you're probably going to see a lot of weird, funky things in this game. People are talking about a shootout. It would be a shootout in the sense that, you know, both quarterbacks are, you know, just slinging the ball downfield. The problem with that is that the Cowboys run the ball quite a bit and they have two good running backs so it's not like they're forced to rely on the passing game so I don't really I don't really understand that logic that I've been hearing today um the logic I understand is that this game's going to be cold bone chilling bone crackling hits and it's going to be hard to catch your breath out here if you've ever been in the cold weather like it is here it's freezing cold bitter it's hard to get a deep breath. Now you got these athletes going up and down the field. I don't know about an over. I like the under. I know it's moved up two points from when it opened. That doesn't bother me. It's, it's actually better for people that are taking the under now than if you would have bid on it earlier. But I do think the Eagles win. I think they win this game because they, at this point, are going to have a hard time making the playoffs if they lose. And then some other teams win, like, you know, maybe the Vikings here, you know, a team over there. All of a sudden, now they're not in the playoff picture, right? So the Eagles want this game more, in my opinion. The Cowboys on the road are pretty good this year, 6-2, and where they lose. You know, the Buccaneers was one of their losses. Big deal. Um, And that was the opening game of the year. But it's not going to look like that game. Uh, and, And this Eagles defense is pretty gritty. This is a gritty defense. This is a solid unit. Their offense is, is stagnant at times, and they're a slow starting team. Dallas is a fast starting team, but they're sketchy when it comes down to like the middle of the of the road. When it comes down to that middle part of the game, they kind of burn themselves sometimes. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't be eleven and five. If they were, you know, if they were perfect, they would be undefeated. So they definitely have run into trouble many times. And the Eagles also are looking for a little bit of payback. I won't use the word revenge, 
But I'll use the word payback. They want to pay some payback to these cowboys from when they had to go down there in Dallas and then they look good and then all of a sudden in like less than three minutes they fell apart. If you remember that game, I remember it. In less than three minutes, it was like the worst three minutes of football a team could have ever had. Like, it was abysmal. Um, So the Eagles are trying to stop from falling in the abyss. I'll tell you, you know, the same thing. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I don't like the Cowboys. I don't like the Eagles. I don't like either one of these teams. So my picks are coming from a really good place here because I have no desire to root for either team. I think the Eagles win. Um, I do like Jalen Hurts. I do like Dak Prescott. Um, I just think the under is the best bet. But I like the Eagles to win. And I like the Eagles on the spread because you can't go with the Cowboys on the spread. Minus four if the Eagles are going to win. So uh, I'm rolling with the Eagles here. <clears throat> I think there's just a little bit more juice left in the tank at this point in the year. And I think the Cowboys are already looking towards the playoffs. Okay, so that's how I'm dressing this up for you. That's how the salad got dressed today. Uh, other than that, I'll be right back after this brief message. You know, we got to get a couple nickels out of the show. Um, and then we will go into Sunday's game, starting with Cincinnati Bengals versus Cleveland Browns when I return. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay thinking they're doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back. So now we're moving on to uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus Cleveland Browns. Bengals are 10 and 6, having a wonderful year. Browns are 7 and 9. They fell apart. They're at home for their last game. This Browns team is defeated. They're demoralized. They've been put through the ringer all year with the Odell Beckham controversy, and they finally imploded from within. These guys are not motivated. Um, the only thing that they got going for them is that Joe Burrow's not playing. I don't care. Um, I like the Bengals to win. I like the Bengals uh, plus six. And, I, you know, that total I'm going to stay away from at uh, 37. I'm just going to stay away from that total. 
there's just too many questions around the Browns right now. They're not playing for each other. They're not playing hard. Um, and quite frankly, they look a little bit soft out there. So I'm not going to be rolling with anything to do with the Browns. Uh, they got the Bengals the last time out. This time out, it's going to be a little bit of a different story. Even without Burrow, doesn't matter. Uh, this Bengals team is, is going to be fired up trying to get a better spot and a better seeding in the playoffs. And, and they're fighting actually for something where the Browns are eliminated. Uh, they will not be uh, joining in on the playoff fund. Uh, I will say <clears throat> the Bengals are 5-2 and two on the road. And the Browns are 5-3 and three at home. I don't want to spend too much time on this game. But I will tell you again. Bengals to win. Bengals on the spread. Avoid the total. Now we move on to Green Bay Packers versus Detroit Lions. Very interesting game here. Uh, the Detroit Lions who have managed two wins. 13 losses and a tie. It's probably the best outcome Lions fans could have hoped for. After uh, reeling off like eight or seven losses in a row. So... It's probably the best outcome they could have gotten. But for the Green Bay Packers, it's all systems go. I mean, this is a team that knows what's at stake this year. This is a team that this is their, you know, maybe one of their final chances with Rodgers. Um, you know, we don't know, but it, it, it does look a little bit like that. It's just hard to say, you know, what's in some of these guys' heads or, what you know, you can't really tell what's in someone's heart. But I can tell you that. I'm going to roll with the pack here on the road because the Lions just are, are bad. They're just a bad team. And the Packers defense is on fire. Um, they have a chance to get a big lead in this game and then start resting some of their, their players. And I believe that's what they want to do. I think you get Rodgers and company for a half and then, you know, they sit out the third and fourth quarter and, it, hey, it's time to relax you know what i mean it's time to chill out get ready focus on on the next game uh for the playoffs you know because you're gonna have that bye week in there the only team in the nfc that will get a bye will be the packers everybody else is gonna go right into the playoffs playing so for the packers this game means a lot for their starters uh, and the lions there's really nothing like there's no motivation for them right now that's the problem you have at this late in the year they can't play spoiler because even if the Packers lose, they still have the number one seat. Okay, so there's no playing spoiler. So you got to rule that out. Then their motivation would be, well, it's a division rival. Yeah, but what does it matter? Then if they get the third win, they won't get the first round draft pick. I'm sorry to say it, but at this point, they all know that. I don't think they're going to cave because of that, but I also don't put it out of uh, the pitcher. It's still in the pit in the fold for me. Uh, so I like the Green Bay Packers here to just dominate because they have two different running backs. Actually, three. Uh, th they have a third running back that can come in there and do some work that you don't see that much. But he can come out there and, and uh, last name Taylor. He can come out there and, and get it done. So, you know, be careful with that because the Packers are going to have ample opportunities in this game to score points. Um, you know, I can tell you that uh, just from looking at this game. You know, the total hasn't moved. Still 44 and a half. Packers still minus three. In my in my mind, that's a gift. And then when you see Packers minus three, that's usually a gift. And uh with Rodgers at quarterback. And they're a minus one seventy money line favorite, which is also pretty good uh for a Packers team that's been dominant this year. So I'm liking the Green Bay Packers in this game. I think they come out on fire. And uh, I think Rogers lights it up, and he and he does uh, a, a, da a damn good job here. 
So my pick again, you know, like I'm telling you, go Packers money line. I like the Packers on the spread. And if you do play the total, I like the over. Uh, some some last quarter heroics from the Lions. Maybe they get a touchdown or two in there. Squeak, squeak, squeak some points in. But overall, the Packers will control the pace of this game and, and, and win this one. Uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead roll with the Packers here who are five and two on the road uh and flip that the Lions are two and five at home so there you go so uh, we move on now to Bears Vikings and a meaningless game for the Bears um and a game for the Vikings where at this point it's just hard to wrap your head around that team uh I had someone so funny some uh You'll see them on Instagram. Backseat. Backseat sports advisors or something like that. And he tells me at the beginning of the season, the Vikings will win the NFC North. They'll win the NFC North. I have it. Still still have it saved. Wow, that guy was wrong. Some of those guys on Instagram too. uh, There's one guy called the Daily Lock. That is the most atrocious name. Because that dude literally is breaking even. You know what I mean? Like, he's supposed to be the daily lock, and he's basically the daily loss. Um, There's some other ones on there that are just hilarious because their picks absolutely suck. You never see a ticket from them. You never see them win anything. It's just a pick, a pick, a pick. You never know if they're winning or losing. And then they're, you know, trying to get you to sign up for their little package. They're just, they're just trolls and, and hustlers on there, man. You got to be careful with those people. Mess with odd man out dot ninja. I'm giving you the free picks. I'm giving you the insight and the info, and I've covered it a lot longer than any of these other kids have. Uh, I've been around for a while. This ain't my first rodeo. So the Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings. Let's be real. These teams suck. And everybody was trying to hype the Vikings up, hype the Vikings up. You seen all that little BS they were spitting out. Oh, you know, they Oh, they can get the Packers. They can do this to the Packers. And how did that how did that work out? So here's the Bears six and ten. Here's the Vikings seven and nine. Uh Minnesota minus five favorite on the spread. Minus two twenty-five money line favorite. Total set at forty-four and a half. This game is gonna be very, very cold. And they'll probably put the dome on so it won't be that bad. Um, so the weather won't be that bad, but the bears, they're pretty much playing right now for a coach. That's not going to be there next year. If the bears keep Matt Nagy around, they've just accepted another losing season. If they, if they get rid of Matt Nagy, they're going to have an opportunity to rebuild this franchise with Justin Fields and start to put pieces around him to compete in the NFC and ultimately in the entire NFL. But for the Vikings, there's not much more they can do. You have one of the some of the top talent at receiver, some of the one of the best running backs in the league, and a quarterback that's just not clutch. Kirk Cousins has never been clutch. And in this game here, you know, the only reason I like the Vikings is because it's really at their home field and the Bears are not are like I said, the Bears are playing for a coach that's probably not going to be there next year. Where I do see Mike Zimmer coming back for the Vikings. You can't put all of this on Mike Zimmer. A lot of it should go on him, but all of it can't. He's he's had a lot of things to try to overcome. Where the Bears, 
this is just their front office being terrible and shafting the fans and their fans continue to drool over them. I don't know what that's about. I would be pissed if it was my team, but somehow Bears fans are just knuckleheads and just idiots and they just will follow any line of BS about their team and try to root for them, you know, even when they're getting their ass kicked bad, badly, by the way, like the Bears have been getting stomped on. Um, so in this game, I was going to roll with the Vikings, but the best bet here is the over because you got two teams that they can't stop. A, they couldn't stop a fucking, you know, a, a baby stroller uh, rolling down the road. You know what I mean? These guys can't stop anything. So 44 and a half, uh, the total, I, I, you know, that, that is where you want to be. You want to be on the over. Uh, I think the Vikings win. Uh, I like the plus five with the bears though. You know, plus five, even in a teaser somewhere, that could work. I won't mess with it, but I'll tell you that that could work. And then the Vikings are, you know, an over team. And, you know, 16 games they've played, 10 of them have gone over. Where the Bears, uh, they've they've gone under 10 times, but they have gone over six times. So, I mean, it, it kind of evens out. But here, I won't spend too much more time on this game. But, yeah. Think of that. Think of that guy who calls himself the daily lock and he's barely breaking even like he's got a negative ROI and he calls himself the daily lock. What the hell is that, dude? Uh, Now we move on. Washington football team versus the New York football giants. And this is another meaningless game. Six and ten Washington. No chance of going to the postseason versus the Giants four and twelve. No chance to be good. Um, and you just got two teams that basically in a division game are just going to give it all they got and try to have a good feeling going into the offseason. Like, hey, that last game we played, that's how we need to play next year. You know what I'm saying? That's the mentality they're looking to, to capture. They're looking to go out and capture that. Uh, the Washington football team minus seven favorite uh, on the spread. The total at 37 and a half. The money line. Minus 300 for Washington. This is a great over game. Probably going to be nasty. Probably going to be ugly football. But you have two teams that are going to have their quarterbacks back. You have a Washington team that doesn't run the football. And then you have a Giants team that they they haven't really been able to capture any, you know. They're, they're still trying to capture lightning in a bottle. It's just not working. So I love, love the over. I think the Giants win at home, give their fans something to root for. Washington uh, on the road is three and five. There's nothing special there. So I definitely am looking at the Giants uh, behind Daniel Jones uh, to come out here and have a good game. And then with the Washington football team, they get Taylor Heineke back. But what does that look like since he's missed some time here and, and he's still got the lingering issue? I don't like it in the rain as well, especially knowing that Washington is without Gibson, the running back. It's going to be hard for them. Just going to be too much to overcome. And the Giants are, are a team that were they were trying to mold their defense. Like they brought in Blake Martinez. They brought in different guys to try to make this defense a good unit. And all those guys end up getting hurt one way or another. So it didn't work. And this is another thing about building up defenses too much. When you do that, you got to remember, if these guys get hurt, 
now you're going to be thin in those ranks. And that's what happened to the Giants this year. They got thin at a lot of positions, um, and they didn't have a good backup plan. And a lot of times your plan B becomes your plan. So they didn't have a good plan B. And when it became the plan, it was a failure. Um, and they failed their fans this year with a 4-12 and record. So they got to go out on a high note, in my opinion. They have to. Um, it, it's, it's hard to keep your fan base intact if you're going 4-12 and and you don't at least win the games at home. Uh, so for the Washington football team, I just don't see what they're playing for. They know they're eliminated from the playoffs on the road. Crappy, cruddy weather in the Meadowlands. And the Giants are just a ghost on the field in the Meadowlands. They'll come out and ball hard. So give me the Giants to win that plus 240. Uh, the best bet's the over because these teams will score on each other. The defenses are minuscule. And then you have uh, the Giants plus 7 on the spread I like. Uh, so now we're moving to the next game. Next game we got here, Indianapolis Colts versus Jacksonville Jaguars. 9-7 Colts up against the 2-14 Jaguars. Not much going on for the Jags at this point. Looking to go out on the season with a little bit of, you know, you know, a little feel good. A feel good moment here for them. Um, You know, the line opened at 44 uh, it hasn't moved, so the total's still at 44. Jacksonville is now a 15-point underdog, and the Colts are your money line favorite here. Um, in a game they they do want to win uh, against a, a division of a division rival here, but minus 1,100 money line favorite, incredibly overvalued against Jacksonville, who is is trying to at least win their second home game of the year. But in this game, you know, I do like Jacksonville with that plus 15. In a teaser to get even more points, to be honest with you. Um, And the money line, obviously, I like the Colts. I mean, what are the Jags doing at this point that is any different from what they've done this year? Um, Total set at 44. I like the over because Jacksonville doesn't have much of a defense. Um, And I think the Colts will have no problem scoring, scoring, scoring. And uh, with Jonathan Taylor and a lot of the weapons that the Colts have, um, the resurgence of T.Y. Hilton, among other uh, players like Michael uh, Pittman Jr., it's going to be hard for this Jaguars team to stop this Colts team from just destroying them. When the Colts know they want to come in here and get their 10th one of the season and have a very nice-looking record and very nice feeling heading into the postseason where they will be playing right away. So, uh, again, give me the Colts to win. I like the over 44 and Jags on the spread plus 15 uh, because I do think that this is a game for the Jaguars that they're all this. They'll play their best football in this game. In my opinion, last game of the year, nothing to lose. They're going to lay it all on the line. They won't win, but plus 15. And especially if you can tease that it's very, it's very doable. So who will win between the Steelers and the Ravens? 8-7-1 Steelers team versus an 8-8 Ravens team that just hasn't really, neither of these teams have looked a part of a Super Bowl contender. This is just a hard-hitting, physical game 
with a Steelers defense that is mad as hell against a Baltimore defense that's strong as hell. Um, total set at 41 and a half. It's, it's dropped to 41 now, so half a point down. I love the under in this game. Personally, under 41 is where you want to be. Uh, Baltimore's going to run a lot of clock. Steelers don't move the ball much. This could be Ben Roethlisberger's last game. Um, so, you know, expect there to be some fireworks. Uh, but on more on the defensive side than not because Steelers' defense is really good. And so is the Ravens' defense. They don't get enough credit, I, I don't feel like. But uh, I like this. I like the uh, – actually, I like the Ravens to win. I like the Steelers on the spread plus three and a half because I do think it's within a field goal. And then the under, 41, is where you want to be in this game. There's just no reason to go too in detail about any of these games uh, being the last week. We all know what we're looking at at this point. But the most important thing to look at is that Baltimore's a minus 190 money line favorite. That's pretty heavy over a Steelers team that needs this game just as bad as they do. So that's something to watch and see that and watch for that sharp line movement, okay? Next game, Tennessee Titans versus Houston Texans. 11-5 Titans versus the 4-12 Texans. Um, sorry, Texans fans. You know, you're in the same boat as Giants fans. You're in the same boat as Bears fans. It's not your year. It can't be your year every year. You know, you had a good couple years there, good about three years with Deshaun um, Watson, and you guys had something, and then that all fell apart, and now you have to find that magic again. And they don't have it right now. So in this game, I really uh, think that the Titans just dominate from the line of scrimmage on the offensive side and on the defensive side. Derrick Henry's back. Um, So that's even another wrinkle in the fold that's going to make it hard for the Texans to stop anything here. So I really like the Titans in this game. Minus 10.5. Then... Uh, minus 500 money line favorite Titans, and then the total set at 42 and a half. Um, that is where you want to avoid because this game could go over that late, late game heroics from the Texans trying to put some points on the board and feel good, but ultimately they're just they're so far removed from reality at this point that it's just going to be hard for them to 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 finish on a positive note. They're going to try, um, and anything can happen in the NFL, but. Uh, I like the Titans to win. I like the Titans to cover the spread. And I like uh, the total to go under 42.5. But I would avoid it. Next game, we got New Orleans Saints 8-8. Eight eight. This is the beginning of the 325 p.m. games. New Orleans Saints 8-8 eight eight versus Atlanta Falcons 7-9. This is in the Falcons' home field. We know the Falcons are pretty much done for this year. They ain't going to the playoffs. Haven't looked good. They're underdogs at home. So I'm going to say this dog is my underdog of the week. The Atlanta Falcons. I think Matty Ice and Cordell Patterson put on a great display. Uh, The Falcons also have some very other athletic wide receivers and talent on this team. And the Saints just don't look good. They haven't looked good to me. And they got a quarterback in there that's not really a quarterback. He's just basically a tight end. That can throw a decent ball. And here you go um, with the Atlanta Falcons. Plus three and a half. I love it. I love them to win. It opened at plus five and a half for the Atlanta Falcons. 
no need to wait for that to turn around. It's only going to shrink. So give me plus three and a half on the Falcons. Then I like the under 40. And then I uh, am liking the Atlanta Falcons money line here is the best bet of this contest. Uh, plus 160 underdog at Atlanta. So give me the Atlanta Falcons to give their fans something to root for. They only have one home win. They're looking for their second home win in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We move on. New York Jets 4-12 versus Buffalo Bills 10-6. Jets aren't playing for anything. Bills are playing for a better seed and ultimately to win out on the year. So that's what they're looking to do here. They do have the team to do it. No one's really liking them. Uh, People are saying they're going to rest their best guys. If they rest their best guys... Their worst guys are still better than the Jets' best guys. That's the way I'm going to dress this up for you. And Buffalo's going to roll this team. Minus 16 is too much, though. Okay, so I like the Jets on the spread. Uh, I like the under 40 and a half. And I like uh, the Bills to win. The money line's 1,250, so I would avoid that. But they, I do believe they win this game. Too much talent. Uh, too many different guys to hand the ball off to. Too many different weapons to throw to. The Jets will be tripping all over themselves in this game. And we're going rapid fire for these last games. We're going New, New England Patriots 10-6 and for some Miami Dolphins 8-8. Eight and eight. This is a game the Dolphins want more than the Patriots do. Uh, Dolphins at home. It's not that loud. Probably a lot of Patriots fans there. It's going to fuel this Dolphins team even more. Plus 6.5 underdogs that's where you want to be in this game that's the best bet is the spread for the dolphins i do think they win plus 240 money line underdogs and the total set at 40 this will go uh i'm gonna say over on this one this will go over there's enough talent in this game to drive that total up at the end of the game and to cash that total but the best bet for me is dolphins on the spread they're giving you almost a touchdown here so go ahead and take that you're gonna be very happy with the outcome now we move on to Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Panthers 5 and 11. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 12 and 4. Now the Panthers um, haven't looked good. They've had just so much controversy. Bringing in Cam Newton did them more harm than it did good. And now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers know they want to get this win and, and claim that number two seed before someone else can. And it's going to be hard for the Buccaneers, but I do think they win a close game. I think this one comes down a little bit to the wire because I think the Buccaneers aren't going to take it so serious. I think Tom Brady's without a lot of his weapons. Um, But there's still the Buccaneers at home in their last game of the year. Um, In a game where I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady doesn't play the whole game. Um, So give me the Panthers on the spread plus eight. I like the under 41 and a half. It's dropping down from 42 and a half where it opened. And then... As far as who's going to win, the Buccaneers won this game. I'm not going to, after what I've, I've seen last week, I'm not going to be taking subpar teams against the Buccaneers. So uh, give me the Buccaneers to win this one. Minus 375 favorites. That's three to one favorites, folks. That's heavy favorited. Now we got San Francisco 49ers, 9 and 7 versus the Los Angeles Rams, 12 and 4. You know, there's not much in this game I like because these are two so close and competitive teams two defenses that can turn on the gas um and and really you know light it up you know and then there's two they both have offenses that 
you're being a little bit fooled on the 49ers offense. They might not have Jimmy Garoppolo. If it's Trey Lance, the Rams defense will chew him up. If it's Jimmy G, they have a better shot. He's more prepared. He's a better um, field manager, so to speak. Trey Lance is going to be trying to run too much uh, against his Rams defense. That will not work. Quarterbacks running the ball will not happen against the Rams very often. But uh, the Rams are at home in a game they want to win. Uh, This is a game that they need, and uh, they want that number two seed to get a a, a better matchup. Uh, But also, this is is about their home field and protecting home field. So give me the Rams in this game to win. Minus 210 money line favorite. Uh, minus four on the spread. Very, I like them on the spread as well. And then the total 44 and a half, I'm going to say under. I don't think there's enough offense going around and enough time for that to go over. Move on. Uh, last 325 PM game, Seattle Seahawks versus Arizona Cardinals. Seahawks are six and 10 Cardinals, 11 to five. Seahawks are a former shell of themselves. I don't even know if Russell Wilson's going to be a Seahawk after this year. Um, so they're playing with a bunch of guys that are probably ready to ship off. Uh, the Cardinals, they are hot. They're a good team. They will not score many points in this game. So I love the under in this game between these two. Um, but I like the Cardinals to win this game. And I like the Cardinals on the spread. Uh, minus five and a half spread. Very doable. Open at six and a half. So if you wait, I believe you'll get a better price. Um, so hold off on that. Do it. You know, look look at this again tomorrow around noon and see what you can get. Now, uh, for the Seahawks side of things, five and a half is just not enough points. The total set at 48. I like the under. Love, love, love the under. Um, but the Cardinals win this game easily. They're, uh, your Seahawks will not put up much of a fight on the road. We've already seen that play out this year. So we made it to the last game because there is no Monday night game this week. Just Sunday night. Um, so you make sure to tune in because this is going to be a barn burner. Los Angeles Chargers 9-7 versus Las Vegas Raiders 9-7. And, and these two teams both need this game. They both need it bad. Total set at 48.5. It has jumped up to 49. I love the over. Catch it now um, before it gets too far out of your hand. I think the Raiders win because I believe this game is close. And the Raiders have won in their close games more than not this year. Plus 135 favorites. Uh, plus 135 underdogs are the Raiders and they are plus three dogs on the spread but three points if you're willing to take three points in a close game you might as well be on the Raiders side with that plus 135 so I'm telling you roll with the over because these two teams are going to score on each other the defenses have been made out to be very great which they are at times but these two offenses stylistically are outmatched for these defenses, in my opinion. Roll with the over. I think we get at least 65 points in this game. And the total's at 49. So it's going to go clear over, in my opinion. I think both teams can put up 30 on each other. And then I think you get some goofy thing, like a safety in this game. And I think you get a field goal from one of these squads. And that kind of is the difference. One to three point difference in this game. But I think about 65 points is where we're at in this game. I really do believe that. I think someone's going to screw up. You're going to get a pump blocked and someone's going to kick it out of the end zone safety. You're going to get a someone sacked in the end zone because the punter did a nice job and pinned them back. What that That's how I see that happening. Something goofy like that in an AFC match, an AFC West uh, division game. And uh, the weather, 
you don't really worry about the weather in Vegas. So, you know, don't don't even think that that's going to play much of a factor. Uh, give me the Ra- give me the Raiders with all that John Madden stuff going on and all the controversy this team's had this year. This is a big, big moment for them. And Herbert has not played up to his level of competition in big moments. So give me the Raiders. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. We have made it to the end of Preston's Super Show. Rapid fire picks. Talking about the totals. Talking about the spread. Talking about the money line underdogs. And you can check all this and more out on oddmanout.ninja. Subscribe. We're almost up to 200 subscribers on oddmanout.ninja. It is legendary. I started with zero and have built this brand by myself. But let me stop. You built this brand. You, the listener, the viewer, the people that support Odd Man Out are the reason I keep going and will continue to give you the best of my ability every time I step on the microphone, every time I sit down and write something. You're going to get the best, the best from me. So I expect the best from you. Go ahead and like it up, subscribe, share with 10 friends, and let everybody in the house know. The Super Show is on the move. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, God bless, and best of luck.